Welcome to episode 24 of Confessions of a Casting Director, where you will hear advice, wisdom, and true stories from inside the audition room. I'm your podcast host, Jen Rudin. Today is my final episode, at least for the foreseeable future. Yesterday, the news posted that I have joined the amazing agency ICM as their animation agent, and I am pivoting careers, shifting careers, changing lanes, whatever you want to say, beginning a new chapter, starting a new book, ending one act and beginning my next act. I think I've always wanted to be an agent deep down. I certainly played agency when I was a child in my bedroom. I was very busy. Um, this was, you know, one of the many games I played in addition to playing casting director and producer and doctor, which my mother said in a recent podcast episode, it did not work out. I did not become a doctor. Um, this is our final episode for now. I'm going to be reflecting on my career and also talking in detail about my book, Confessions of a Casting Director, available on Kindle, uh, Amazon, wherever you get your books. You can go to jenrudencasting.com and buy your copy today. It's a great, fun read, and I will talk more about that in this upcoming episode. I want to thank all of you for listening over the years um, to this podcast, and also keep up the preparation, keep up the good work. Uh, there will be a time when we will all be back in the audition room, and you must, must, must be prepared to give the best audition possible. So without further ado, please enjoy today's episode of Confessions of a Casting Director. Thank you for listening. Well, today's my last episode, at least for the foreseeable future. The news posted yesterday, and I have joined ICM as their animation agent. It's a new chapter. It's a new act. It's a new book. Um, and I'm so excited for this change. So I have loved, loved, loved doing my podcast. And it was a dream for a long time. I originally wanted to have a radio show. And, um, and then I started this podcast. And uh, now I want to do my final episode and really talk about some wisdom I can impart to all of you actors and stage parents and anybody who's interested in what really happens inside the audition room and make sure that even though I'm not going to continue this podcast for a while, you have all the tools you need to be great in the audition room when we can all go back to the audition room. And also now during quarantine, when you are at home making auditions for live action and animation and all of that. So I want to start a little bit, um, with my childhood. And it's just so funny because when I was a child, <laughs> I was a child actor in New York in the 1980s. But even before I started auditioning professionally, I was playing in my room and in the living room. I was playing producer with my sister. I was playing agent office with my sister or usually by myself because she had other things that she wanted to be doing with her time. And I was always busy, busy, busy organizing and pretending to be on the phone and making playbills using pictures from actual playbills and cutting things out and writing fake bios for pretend actors. And I was always in that part of the business, the other end of the business. So it's interesting uh, to make the shift over to agent because I know I was playing agent a lot when I was, when I was younger. Um, 
I worked with different talent agents when I was a child actor and I had a manager, so I would sort of freelance. And then in my 20s, right after I graduated college, I came back to New York and I met with um, Jean Walton, who uh, may she rest in peace at Henderson Hogan. And I remember meeting with her and thinking, I'm so nervous to meet with this talent agent. And she um, she took me on as a freelance client. And every time she would, um, this was the age of pagers back in 1995, uh, she would... T- she would page me and I would see the number of the agency come up on my pager. Um, I got so excited, 212-765-5190. And I knew that that meant I had an audition and I had to call in to the agency. So, you know, Jean was very intimidating. She basically said to me, Jennifer, for every 700 actors in New York, there's 7,000 in LA and they're all going to be skinnier than you, prettier than you, and uh, have more TV credits than you. So, um, so she really, you know, she really told, told me what it was like in the business. I knew, but it was really great to get her honest feedback. Um, and she was sort of no nonsense, you know, and then a couple of years later, I was done with my acting career for real. And I worked at Innovative Artists. I was an assistant to Meredith Wechter, who's now um, a partner at WME. And you can read more about my year working at Innovative in the introduction to Confessions of a Casting Director. But needless to say, uh, I, I've never worked so hard in my life. Um, this was back in 1999. There were no PDFs, no JPEGs. Uh, everything was photocopies and faxing and printing. And um, it was really amazing to spend that year at the agency, seeing what agents do, how they represent talent, how they get their clients' auditions, how they negotiate deals. Um, in 2000, I left Innovative and I have uh, been in casting since 2000 up until last week. So that's 20 years. And really, agents and casting directors work together. Um, we have to trust each other because the agent is representing the actors and suggesting actors for the project to the casting director and the casting director is listening and watching demo reels and setting up auditions and ultimately um, hiring the actors, talking to the agents and starting to negotiate the deals. So both professions are really fun. Both professions are about the phone and relationships and trust and taste and getting the job done. So even though I'm now going to be an agent at ICM, I'm going to be, I am the agent at ICM. I'm the animation agent representing the clients for animation projects. I want you all to really utilize the resources on jenrudencasting.com. Please grab your copy of Confessions of a Casting Director if you haven't already read the book. Uh, It's filled with so much information for how to give a great audition. The chapters are divided into sections to help you guys. The first chapter is The Cat in the Hat Sells Bologna on Sesame Street. That's my introduction. And in chapter one, we talk about the initial investment, which is what you need to really begin your acting career. In chapter two, I explain the differences between agents and managers. That's Agents and Managers 101. In chapter three, Leave early and bring a raincoat, basic audition prep. It's all about preparation, being prepared for your audition. Now you're not leaving early and bringing a raincoat because you're doing your auditions at home. But once this pandemic is over and we can all get back into the audition room, you will be going to see the casting directors again. And leave early and bring a raincoat is an expression I borrowed from my husband, Andy, uh, basically saying leave early 
so that you're prepared and bring a raincoat so that you're prepared for whatever could happen. Uh, whether it's bad weather suddenly when you're on a boat in Lake George, which happened to us over July 4th, uh, or you're on your bicycle and suddenly you're in uh, cycling in Colorado or Wyoming, as I have done, and there is a sudden summer storm that might include hail. Having your physical and metaphorical raincoat is so incredibly important. Chapter four, a very popular chapter, pilot season prep, auditioning for film and TV. It's probably the chapter that I have used the most when I have taught audition workshops around the country. Um, chapter five, someday I'll be part of your world. Pardon my bad singing, auditioning for Broadway and theater. I talk about going around the country when I worked for Disney Theatrical and auditioning 600 young women in 10 different cities to find our new Ariel in The Little Mermaid on Broadway. Um, chapter six, going viral, reality TV, webisodes, becoming a YouTube sensation. You know, the digital world has really taken over, especially now during this uh, challenging time. So that is a really good chapter to, to read. Um, Another favorite chapter, chapter seven, making Mickey talk, voiceover and animation auditions where I talk about casting the princess and the frog and um, that seven month casting process taking place from Los Angeles, New York, New Orleans. Uh, chapter eight, can you hear me now? Commercial auditions. Yes, I worked for the casting office in 2001 that cast that very first original, can you hear me now? voiceover camp, excuse me, not voiceover. Well, of course he did voiceovers as well. Um, but the on-camera campaign that we all remember with uh, Paul Maccarelli with those cool uh, black glasses he was wearing. Um, bottom line, go on every single commercial audition. You never know. You too could land a really huge campaign like Verizon. Chapter nine, don't tweet us, we'll tweet you. Using technology to help your career. Obviously technology is 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 the uh, is such a hot topic. Um, technology can be used for good, it can be used for bad. And um, you really have to be careful on social media in every capacity because what you put up there on your Facebook page and your Instagram, we see and we, um, we see all the time. And so you want to be really careful. Um, just uh, yesterday, I saw somebody posting that they had finished writing a pilot during the pandemic, and she proceeded to give us the entire plot. Um, so that's an example where you want to be careful to protect your privacy. You also don't want to sit and blab on um, social media like, just had this amazing callback for Blue Bloods. Uh, nobody needs to know about your callbacks. Nobody should know about your callbacks. And you shouldn't be posting that stuff because whatever you post is going to make another actor feel bad about their career at the moment. They didn't have that audition for Blue Bloods. They didn't finish writing a TV pilot during the pandemic. So I always say it's like you want to post when you have something exciting to say. Um, when I got my book deal for Confessions of a Casting Director, I was so excited. And I didn't post until there was a pre-order page on Amazon. Um, you want to announce when there is something to do. You want to announce the good news when there is the movie to watch, when there is the deadline article to click on to. So boy, don't tweet us, we'll tweet you. It's an ever-evolving topic. Um, I'm very passionate about this topic. So please reread that one. 
Chapter 10, Stage Moms, How to Support Your Child and Avoid Mama Drama. When I originally pitched Confessions of a Casting Director to HarperCollins, uh, it was called a stage parent's modern day guide for the stage parent or a stage parent's guide to show business. It, it was a terrible title. And I had conducted so many interviews with different parents that I'd met in my career about the sacrifices and the challenges that they faced as parents bringing their kids to auditions, taking their kids on tours, making their children's dreams come true. So we ended up making Confessions of a Casting Director a book for actors of all ages. And I took um, these really fascinating interviews and put them into chapter 10. Um, I, you know, I'm not a parent myself. I'm um, I'm a stepmom to some wonderful grown young women, uh, Rachel and Melissa. So I have to ask myself, you know, if I'd had my own child, um, would I put them in show business? And I think I would probably want to um, let them play soccer <laughs> and uh, not engage in the business. But of course, parents want to make their children's dreams come true. And so if this is what your child wants to do, of course, you're going to want to pursue the career. Um, please know for the parents listening now, there are so many great past episodes of this podcast that talk about really specific topics regarding stage parents and young actors. Um, please also know that since March of 2020, when the pandemic began, I had been hosting these weekly free parent chats uh, for parents and young actors on Zoom, and all of them are podcast episodes that you can listen to. Let's see. Oh, another fun chapter, chapter 11, Los Angeles versus New York, navigating freeways and subways. So I am a native New Yorker. I did move to Los Angeles in September 2002 to be the head of casting for Disney feature animation. I did have a driver's license, but I barely knew how to drive. Um, it's kind of a joke that the very first day at Disney in the senior staff meeting, Tom Schumacher invited me to come up and speak to everybody. And, um, introduce myself and I he said how's it going you know you're you're from New York and I said well I am learning to drive a car and I didn't even know how to pump gas and this was back before we had you know uh, Siri and Google and and you know GPS to help us it was the Thomas Sky days many of you remember if you're living in LA I was really challenged um, it was harder for me to sort of navigate the freeways and deal with driving than it was to run a department at a at a famous um, huge studio so I love the Los Angeles versus New York chapter in Confessions because everybody has these questions, you know, and just as Gene Walton, the agent said to me many years ago, for every 700 actors, there are 7,000 in LA, Jen, and they are all skinnier than you, blonder than you, and have more TV credits than you. So um, they're two completely different worlds. I like to say that New York and LA are both incredible cities. Um, they have pluses and minuses. And the worst thing to do, the biggest waste of time is to compare the two cities because there's really nothing to compare. They're just um, completely different. And I love both places and I spend time in both places and will continue to. So as we are starting to wrap up the chapters of Confessions of a Casting Director, Chapter 12, You Got the Job, Now What? Filled with lots of information, joining Screen Actors Guild, SAG-AFTRA, joining Equity, um, and the epilogue is the future. And keep in mind that after the book ends, there um, there's a whole list of best practices and resources, legitimate resources for actors, and a glossary of useful terms. And then, of course, my um, acknowledgments page, um, which I feel like I spent so much time 
um, on the acknowledgements because there were so many people to thank. And so, um, so that was really meaningful for me. I had, you know, my small group of friends who read early drafts and offered suggestions. So I just want to give them a shout out um, to um, my personal brain trust. Obviously, my husband, Andy Finkelstein, my sister, Rabbi Eve Rudin, Rebecca Ray, Rena Strober, Lauren Kamadeko, Michael Warwick, Lori Shapiro, Wendy Fentress, Ari Carpel, Bess Pfeiffer, Kia Farakis, Jennifer Zwieben, Carrie Fox, Dr. Sarah Hurwitz, Bob Marks, and Carlos Murillo. This was my uh, brain trust back when I was writing the book. Um, of course, I wanted to thank, and I do thank in the book, all of the stage parents who shared their stories with me. Um, I wanted to uh, thank my dear friend, Jennifer Zwieben. We went to college together, met on the dorm floor in Celery Hall because I was out for dinner uh, Celery Hall, August 1990 at the University of Wisconsin. I was out for dinner with Jennifer Zwieben and Carrie Fox, two of my closest friends when I started talking about this book back in 2012, and it really came to life. Um, I want to thank Lisa Sharkey at HarperCollins for believing in this project, taking a risk, and um, and publishing the book. Lisa is a mentor and a friend, and um, I could not have written this book without you. Uh, Paige Hazan was my editor at HarperCollins, and she was so positive. You know, I would be listing like all the audition do's and don'ts. And she always put a positive spin at the end of all the chapters of confessions. Like, so do all this and you'll have a great audition. So Paige is now in Seattle and um, was just amazing uh, with her expertise. Um, Meredith Wechter and Josh Pearl introduced me to my incredible book agent, Kari Stewart. And uh, over the years, I've sent Kari lots of Joe Malone candles to thank her for all she did on her end to bring Confessions of a Casting Director to life. Um, of course, to my parents, uh, Rabbi James Rudin and Marsha Rudin, they read early drafts. They read drafts of my book proposal. They offered notes really quickly. And together, my parents and I spent hundreds of hours side by side writing our books at the New York Society Library. Um, my parents' discipline and commitment in their own writing careers inspired me to write Confessions of a Casting Director. Uh, a shout out as well in the book acknowledgments goes to the New York Society Library. It is a historic building on Madison uh, 79th Street between Madison and um, Park Avenue. And I can't wait for the library to reopen so I can get back there. Um, they have this beautiful, quiet fifth floor, which is where you can go and you can write your books. And boy, if a phone rings, you are in trouble. Um, so I do thank the New York Society Library for the peaceful fifth floor writing room. Absolutely loved writing this book in the library. I would run up and down the steps when I needed a break and occasionally snuck in a Starbucks under my hat. I thank the many parents. And of course, I did write the book for the thousands of actors I've met and auditioned over the years. I admire your courage, and this book is for you. So please uh, grab your copy of Confessions of a Casting Director. You can um, find it at Amazon or go to jenrudencasting.com. In addition to Confessions of a Casting Director, there is a lot of media available for all of you to look at in terms of content. Um, if you go to jenrudencasting.com and you go to the media page, um, there's a fun 
couple of great YouTube videos that we made when Confessions of a Casting Director came out. Um, <laughs> really just warning people, you know, what not to do in the waiting room, how to not be obnoxious, um, audition do's and don'ts, and a bunch of uh, fun um, other promo clips and press and um I also want to mention that I had a backstage column called Speakeasy, all about voiceover casting for about three years. So you can find all those columns at backstage. Um, there's lots of interviews when Confessions of a Casting Director came out, and you can find all of that on the um, media and press page at uh, at There's There's two different pages. One is press, one is media with interview and media clips. Um, so yeah, so there's lots of information that you can still access. Um, most of all, I want to wish everybody luck as you continue to audition and pursue your dreams. Um, this is a very, very difficult world. Uh, you can really lose your confidence when you, um, when you go into auditions um, and every day is a new opportunity for you to act. And I think that's a really important thing to remember as you go on. Um, as my friend Jason Kravitz said one night over dinner with uh, me and my husband, um, actors just want to act. And that's the truth. So keep at it. Please keep in touch. You can find me at Rudin J on Instagram. And um, I'm so excited about the future. I'm so excited for my new position at ICM. I think I was probably really born to be an agent um, and, you know, get, get things done. Uh, I love animation. I love young actors. Those have been my two areas of expertise as a casting director. I am so proud of the work I've done casting, not just the animated, beloved animated movies that I've done for the Walt Disney Company, like The Princess and the Frog and Chicken Little and The Incredibles, Frank and Weenie, Brother Bear, um, but also the upcoming Netflix animated series, Dead Endia, which will drop in 2021. Um, that is my last casting project and a really exciting one to, uh, to go out on. So, um, please keep in touch, um, be prepared for your auditions, be kind, be kind to each other, promote each other in the waiting room, promote each other on social media, be nice, be kind, be a good human being. As my father, Rabbi Rudin says, all you have is your name. So keep a good name and leave a good name which means be a kind person in this very, very challenging world that we live in. Thank you all for listening to Confessions of a Casting Director. I have loved making this podcast. I'm so proud of my book, and I hope to see you all in person someday very soon. Thanks for listening. There is so much more to say. There is always so much more that I can say about audition prep and confessions of a casting director. So I'm going to leave uh, you all for now. I hope that you will listen to all 24 episodes of this podcast and share this podcast with all your friends, actors, stage parents, and anyone really interested in what actually happens 
inside the audition room. Please buy confessions of a casting director. Help actors land any role with secrets from inside the audition room on sale to Amazon, wherever you buy your books. Um, please visit jenrudencasting.com to purchase your book and also take a look at all the press and media that is posted on the press and media pages of the website. Um, so much information for actors. You can follow me at rudenj at Instagram. And I wish you all continued uh, safety and health during this challenging time. And I hope to see all of you in the future when we can all leave our homes and be back together in the audition room. This is Jen Rudin. I'm signing off on Sunday, July 12th, 2020. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.